Kenny Zhu, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you so much for being on with me. Always happy to be here. Thanks, C.L. You know, uh, Kenny, when we talk about uh, your book, uh, the, uh, the Inconvenient Minority, I want you to give us the genesis of that and uh, tell us what is exactly meant by the attack on Asian American excellence and the fight for meritocracy. Talk to us. Thank you so much. And if you want to see more of my thoughts, my Twitter is my best place, at Kenny M. Shu. That is Kenny M. X. U. Um, and so here's what an inconvenient minority is all about. We have this new narrative today called critical race theory. Some of you are familiar with it. It asserts that America is systematically racist against minorities. Uh, here is the problem. Critical race theory has nothing, no idea what to do with Asian Americans. <laughs> because Asian Americans have been historically discriminated. They're a minority. They don't come here with any money or social connections. And yet through the sheer power of their hard work and the fact that they study twice as many hours a day as the average American, these are facts. The Asian American has achieved a higher rate of excellence, household income, and education level than even white Americans in America. A racist country would not do that. We are not a racist country, and Asian Americans prove it. That's why they're the inconvenient minority. And you know, Kenny, when we think about what you've just said, we do take into account that there is a rise of violence against some Asians in certain cities. Is that isolated, or is that something that is a product of what has been called uh, cancel culture or uh, this, <clears throat> this lunacy? Uh, that is going around here today as far as Black Lives Matter and all that type thing. Talk to us about your take on that. My my take is this. Uh, Yes, anti-Asian violence has gone up, but violence against every racial group has gone up in America. As a result, post-George Floyd, post-systemic racism riots, everything like that, violence has gone up across the country. I don't want to say this is just an Asian thing. The reason why we had groups like Stop AAPI Hate last year release press releases and go talk to the media saying this is a result of systemic racism against Asians is because they have an agenda they want to promote. They want money. They want donors. They want people to give to the systemic racism narrative, to the propagation of the idea that America is racist. And the reality is that groups like that, I've done invest serious investigations on them. They're up to no good. They provide no direct service to Asian American communities. They don't help any of them actually recover from any of this violence. All they're doing is propagating a narrative that America is racist against Asians. Uh, this helps nobody. This is incredibly divisive, and this is why I'd like to see this narrative end. You know, the woke movement is infiltrating um, uh, stalwart and iconic organizations, even the Salvation Army with, diverse, uh, Army with uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, Kenny, the DEI police, the diversity, equity, inclusion police are certainly out. How is it affecting uh, the Salvation Army, and what does that mean to the rest of us? Yeah, and as a preface, um, before I get into what the National Salvation Army is doing, I would encourage every one of your listeners to go to your local Salvation Army chapter and ask them what they believe. Do they believe that America is racist, and do they believe in DEI um, based on the ideals of critical race theory, because the national organization out there is doing that. Uh, they released a document last year called Let's Talk About Racism that asked its members to repent, lament, and apologize for racism. 
of course, Salvation Army officers are the least racist people in America. They're the ones going into the inner cities helping low-income black and brown children succeed, and Americans are supporting them. We give 80% of the Worldwide Salvation Army's budget not knowing what race or nationality this money is going to. They have no excuse for peddling DEI. They have no excuse for saying that America is racist or that their supporters are racist. We are launching a campaign to ask Commissioner Kenneth Hodder of the National Salvation Army to release a statement saying America is not a racist country and we are thankful for the generosity of our Americans. Uh, we are a colorblind organization and America is a colorblind people. They are the counterexample to critical race theory and until they acknowledge that, I would encourage your listeners to hold them accountable at colorusunited.org to sign our petition. Colorusunited.org. Tell us a little bit about the organization itself. Uh, Kenny Chu is my special guest here today. And Kenny, uh, this sounds like an organization that we need to pay attention to because uh, there is such division and divisiveness in this nation at this point in time. What's your organization geared to do? Talk. It, it is because we are building a movement for a race-blind America right now. This movement is essential because we came to a, we came about in response to organizations like Black Lives Matter, like Stop Asian Hate. All they want to do is preach race and racial division. We don't want any of that. We want race out of the equation because we know that ordinary Americans are not racist. In fact, they're kind, loving, loving and tolerant people. Do people have preferences on who they make friends with? Do people have preferences on who they share meals with? Sure, absolutely, but it doesn't mean that they are racist people. It doesn't mean we should accuse them of being bad people because of it. That's what Colorist United stands for. And if you agree with this message, I urge you to become a member at ColoristUnited.org because we are starting a movement of millions of Americans like you. Colorist United, ColoristUnited.org. I believe that's right, ColoristUnited.org. And, Kenny, you know, when we think about uh, our... Uh, involvement with the the rest of uh, society and and what the woke movement is about. It seems as though they uh, speak about uh, an equal outcome for all. Uh, I've never known that to be. I've I've seen high school friends of mine and uh, people I've gone to college with. And Kenny, and of course I watch the Super Bowl every year. Uh, Kenny, I I just know that there's not uh, a path, ever has been, uh, for equal outcome. Where do we come up with this idea that everybody should, uh, in fact, uh, have the same uh, type of life? Uh, that is not something that you see even in, uh, it's certainly not in the Asian population. There's, a, there's excellence or there's failure, and there's shame and failure. So talk to us about that. When you watch the Super Bowl, CL, you, you see a group of excellent people doing something excellent at the peak of their careers. How could you possibly preach equal outcome in a place, in a country that hosts things like the Super Bowl, which is about winning? You can't have equal outcomes. There has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. That's why it's a Super Bowl. That's why people watch it, because they like to see the competition and they know competition makes everyone better. But in order to have competition, you have to have real stakes. And unfortunately, this country is catering to a self-victimizing philosophy where people believe that everybody should be winners. That's not true. That has never been true. And just because you lose at a game doesn't mean you're going to lose forever. But it does mean you need to think about yourself 
and and improve yourself. And that's what we've always believed in this country. And that's the ideal that I'm trying to recover in our country because I don't want people to say, because I'm black, because I'm Asian, because I'm Hispanic, that means you have to give stuff to me. That is the wrong way to view a person's race. We should be viewing it through the lens of, if you work hard, you can come from any background and we're gonna treat you on the basis of your hard work. That's the American dream. That's what meritocracy is. And that's what I'm defending in my book, An Inconvenient Minority and my organization, Color Us United. Tell everybody how to get a hold of the book, Kenny Chu, and tell everybody how they can get you to where they are. You speak so clearly on this topic. I think everybody should hear it. Talk to us. Look, An Inconvenient Minority is a great stocking stuffer. So get it for Christmas at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, wherever books are sold. If you want to host me, if you want me to come and speak, if you want me to come and talk to your group, just reach out to me at uh, at Color Us United, where you can find my information, colorusunited.org. Also, my Twitter, at Kenny M. Shu, at Kenny M. Like Mary, X-U. You know what, Ken? I'm on board, man. I'm, I'm on board. I, I totally agree with what you have had to say here today. Keep preaching it, brother. And whatever we can do here on the C.L. Bryan Show to help you over Red State Talk Airways, we'll be very happy to do that, too, the largest talk platform in the country. God bless you. Thank you so much for being on with me. Talk to you real soon. 